This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Let's get into it this morning. I'm super excited about this word. So let's get into it. The title of my message today is Pay Attention, all right, which is ironic, being at home, okay? You probably got your kids running around and, or something like that, you know, but like right now, like, pay attention to the screen right here, right here, all right? I want to start off with a verse this morning, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. It says this, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart, for they bring life to those who find it and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Let's pray this morning. Jesus, we thank you, Father God, that, um, that you are here and Lord, we thank you that you are in uh, everyone's houses right now, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just thank you that as we spend these next couple moments around your word, Lord, I pray that you would just enlighten us, that you would bring revelation, you would bring understanding to our lives, Lord Jesus. And Father, right now, we just tune in to what the Holy Spirit is saying. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this next year and just all the amazing things that you are going to do in this church and in everyone's lives, Lord. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was in high school, um, I, was, I was a jokester, and I liked to, to talk to people a lot, you know, during, uh, during class, you know, sometimes I was disruptive, all right? I was young, okay? But I liked, I liked to joke around with people, and I liked to just you know, talk to people and everything like that. And I remember I had this teacher, this English teacher, and English was just not my subject, you know. I was like, why do we need to know all this stuff? I don't know. But we had this English teacher, and his name was Mr. Barnishin, and he would always, always say, hey, pay attention, all right? Pay attention. And it'd be like, you know, we were joking around in class, and he'd be like joking around all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, like a, a switch would flip inside of him, and he'd be like, ha, 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 hey, pay attention. Like, all of a sudden, just like, all right, what's going on here? Like, we were just joking around with, hey, relax. But he would just, like, flip a switch and just be like, hey, pay attention. And then it would happen all the time. And one time, I was just, you know, kind of just like, you know, probably wandering off my mind or something like that. And, and he was talking to be like, hey, Matt, pay attention. I'm like, I am paying attention. Like, I, I could tell you everything that you have just said, all right? And he, he would just say, no, no, no. Show me that you are paying attention. Show me that you are paying attention. And what he meant by that was that he wanted a, a posture of paying attention. He wanted me to sit up. He wanted me to turn my body as best I could, to, to, to look at the front of the class, to give me eye contact and all of these things. He wanted me to show him that I was paying attention. And I don't know why, but that stuck with me for a long, long time. Stuck with me for a long time. And I think a lot of us can say in life, God, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. I hear what you say. All right, I'm, I'm hearing. I know the word of God. I know what you're saying right now. But I believe that in our hearts, there is a posture 
that God wants us to have, that we are showing God that right now in this time, we are paying attention to what he is saying. We are paying attention to the word of the Lord, just like Pastor Jeff spoke about last week. We are paying attention to what Jesus is saying in this life. Because there's a lot of things right now going on, and I don't even have to mention them. There's a lot of things going on that are trying to grab our attention, that are trying to uh, get us to focus on this or focus on that or whatever it is. There are a lot of things in life that is trying to grab our attention. But God is saying right now, hey, show me that you're paying attention. Show me that you are paying attention because whatever we pay attention to in life is what has our heart. Whatever we're saying, hey, this right here, this has my attention. Well, if that has your attention, then that has your heart. And just like Proverbs 4 is talking about, he's saying, guard your heart. Guard your heart because, because it is what, like your life will flow the direction that your heart is flowing. And that's why the writer of Proverbs is saying, listen, guard your heart for it determines the course of your life. Guard it. But how do we guard it? We guard it by what it says at the very beginning. Pay attention. Pay attention to my words. Pay attention to what I am saying. And if you pay attention, then you will guard your heart from everything else that wants to grab your attention. So I want to look at a story today of a lady named Mary who had this posture, who had this posture that said, Jesus, you have my attention. And I'm showing you that you have my attention. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 10, 38 through 39. It says this, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus. You just don't do that, all right? You just, you don't interrupt Jesus, all right? You can interrupt anybody else, but not Jesus, all right? So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. That's just a message in itself right there. Like, first of all, you don't interrupt Jesus. You don't tell Jesus what's fair, and you don't tell Jesus what to do. Side note, all right? The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these distractions? Are they really that important? Verse 42, Mary has discovered the one thing by choosing to sit at my feet, She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege away from her. I got two points today. Real quick, 
Point number one is this. Jesus is showing Martha that sitting at the feet of Jesus is not for when you have free time, but it is a everyday decision. So I don't know about you, but I have uh, a routine in the morning that I like to do. And my routine, and I love my routine, I stick to it as best as I can. Some days I'm weak, you know, and some days I just want to sleep a little bit more. But my routine is I wake up about 5, 5.15, I eat some breakfast, go to the gym, come home, shower, and I'm usually ready for my day around 7.15. And I've discovered that in my routine, oftentimes I can put Jesus as a low priority, especially in busy seasons, especially when there's a lot on my mind, especially when I, I like to work, I like to get things done, especially early in the morning because I'm, those are the most productive uh, hours of the day for me where I, I like to wake up early and I like to get at it and, and just work and work and work and work. But I've discovered that in busy seasons and seasons where I just have a lot on my mind that Jesus can just become a low priority and Jesus can take uh, second or third or fourth place in my life. And he becomes kind of just this afterthought in, in the back burner. And what I've realized is that that just doesn't work, right? I think we can all realize that, that that just doesn't work in life. You see, we know that Jesus is good and we know that Jesus is, is loving and, and we know all these characteristics about Jesus. But what I think we forget sometimes is that another characteristic of Jesus is that he's first. He is first. John 1.1 1, 1 says this, in the very beginning, the living expression, meaning Jesus, was already there. Jesus is first. He will always be first. He was first in the beginning and he'll be there till the end. Jesus is always first. That's one of his characteristics. He's not second. He'll never be second. He'll never be third. Jesus is always third, or I'm sorry, Jesus is always first. And because he is first, in order for our lives to work, he has to be first in our lives. He has to take that first priority that first place in our lives. And let me tell you this, that if Jesus isn't first in our lives, something else will be, right? If Jesus isn't first in our lives, something else will take his place. I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of Mario Kart, all right, on the Wii, okay? I play it. You know, there was a time where me and Elena got uh, the Wii, and I, I just don't think we talked to each other or anybody for a very, very long time because that's all we did. We'd come home from work and be like, hey, love you, appreciate it. Turn on the Wii real quick. Let, let's just play. And we'd play it constantly. But I love that at the end of the four races, that there is, there is tiers. There's first place, there's second place, there's third place. And first place is up here, second place is in the middle, third place is just at the very bottom. You just don't want to be there, that's for sure. But I think of that as our lives. 
that if Jesus isn't first place in our lives, then something else will be. If Jesus isn't first place and he's not high and lifted up and he's not our first priority, then something else will take its place. Something like fear, something like stress, something like anxiety, something like human thoughts, something like human opinions. Something will take Jesus's place if he's not first in our lives. It's like we open up the door to stress. We open up the door to fear. I can't tell you the, the difference that, that putting Jesus first in the morning makes in my life. That when I don't put Jesus first in my life uh, every single day, then my day turns out probably a little anxious. My day turns out pretty stressful. But when we don't put Jesus first in our lives, something else will take his place. Stress, anxiety, sin. Something will take its place. So Jesus has to be first in our lives. Verse 42, Jesus says this, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by sitting by choosing to sit at my feet. Why is it the most important thing? It's because Jesus doesn't want us to live in fear. Jesus doesn't want us to live in stress. Jesus doesn't want to live, doesn't want us to live with, with our thoughts. That's so dangerous in life. Like, I don't want my thoughts at all. I don't want my thoughts. Because if I had a life full of my thoughts, I mean, I'd be messed up. I mean, I'd be, I'd be like freaking out. I'd be like always stressed all the time. Like, how am I going to figure this out or whatever? If life was full of my thoughts, it would not be good. But when I choose to put Jesus first and I choose to hear and pay attention to what he is saying, then he begins to fill my life with his thoughts. He begins to fill my life with his words. And that's why it's the most important thing. It's because Jesus doesn't want you to be full of stress. Jesus doesn't want you to be full of fear. Jesus doesn't want you to be full of anything that wants to destroy your life. Jesus wants to be first so that he can fill your life with peace, so that he can fill your life with his words, so that he can fill your life with his joy. This is why it's the most important thing. And putting Jesus first is as simple as just making time for him making time for him. I'm not saying that you have to spend three hours in your prayer closet every single morning. But just making time for him, whether that looks like getting up early and just spending 20, 25 minutes just saying, Jesus, you are first in my life. You are first. You're my first priority today. And I'm paying attention to what you are saying, Jesus. I'm paying attention to what you're saying. Point number two is this. It's a privilege to spend time with Jesus. It's a privilege to spend time with Jesus. Verse 40, 42, Jesus said this, she is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. You know, there's something that changes 
in our lives, when we realize that God deserves honor, that spending time with Jesus is not a chore. Spending time with Jesus is a privilege. I get to spend time with the King of Kings. I get to spend time with the creator of the universe. It's a privilege and it's an honor to spend time with Jesus and to hear what he has to say. And I think about this word honor and, and to think about what it means, I really like to look at what it doesn't mean. So get a clear understanding. And the word dishonor means to treat as common. To treat as common. And there's a lot of things in life that we treat as, treat as common. You know, we take it or leave it. You know, it's not really that important. You know, it's, it, it's okay, whatever. It's kind of like treating hibachi leftovers, you know. It's just like you, you get the box, you know, because they give you so much rice. And then you just put it in the fridge and, and a couple days pass and you're just like, man, I'm good. Just throw it away. It's just common to me. It's just leftovers. Just, I'll, I'm good. Just, it's not, not really that important to me. And I never want us to be a church that treats what Jesus has to say as just leftovers. I never want us to be a church that treats the presence of God like just leftovers. To treat, to treat what Jesus has to say as just common. It's just common. We need to treat what Jesus is saying with such honor that spending time with Jesus is a privilege. Spending time with Jesus is a real privilege. To honor something is to treat as precious. It's weighty. It's important to you. It's like getting a new pair of shoes. My wife got me a pair of Ugg boots that are amazing. And I love them, and they're extremely warm, extremely comfortable. But I'm going to take care of these shoes. Why? Because they mean a lot to me. They mean a lot to me. And this is the way that we have to treat the word of the Lord. This is the way that we have to treat the presence of God. This is how we have to treat time with Jesus. And it's not a chore. It's not just something that we, we do religiously. It's not about that. But it's about this time that you and Jesus get to spend together. That the creator of the universe that knows you better than you know yourself, the creator of everything that you see, the beginning and the end, the King of kings and the Lord of lords wants to spend time and speak to you directly. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to share things about what is going on in your life. He wants to give you a word. But do we treat Jesus as just a common thing? Do we treat what Jesus is saying as just, eh, I'll take it or leave it? Or do we treat Jesus 
with value? Do we treat Jesus as this precious, precious item in life? And, and we want to hear whatever he has to say. That's the way we ought to live. That's the posture of paying attention. It says, Jesus, I want to hear what you have to say about my situation. That my kids are driving me insane right now. My marriage is struggling a little bit. My wife is unhappy. Jesus, what do I do? What is the word of the Lord that you are saying about my situation? Because I need it. I want it. I'm treating it right now as precious gold. I'm treating it right now as not something that is just common, not something that will fade away, but something that I need every single day. That's the posture of paying attention, is that I need the word of the Lord every single day. I need the word of the Lord for my situation in life. I need to hear what Jesus is saying. I need to know what his thoughts are because his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than my ways. I need to know what Jesus is saying. Proverbs 4 verse 22 again says this, that his words bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Life. I don't know about you, but I want this abundant life that Jesus came to give me in John 10.10. I want healing for my body. I want healing for my soul. I want healing for my mind. I want healing. I want life. I want to find it. But in order to do that, I have to treat what Jesus is saying with such honor. Not as something that's common, but as something that's precious. That's what I want for my life. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that this week is just a week that Jesus really speaks to you. That we have a, a posture of paying attention. That we have this, this posture in our heart that says, God, I'm here despite all the busyness, despite everything that's going on in my life, I'm here. I'm sitting at your feet. I'm putting you first. You're my first priority. I honor what you have to say right now. So what are you saying about my situation? If we do that, God will speak to us. He'll guide us. He'll lead us. And we'll find life. We'll find life and healing. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Jesus, that we find life and healing in your word. And God, if we've treated your word as common, we just, we repent of that, Lord Jesus. And we treat every single moment with you as a precious moment, a moment that we can't go without. We treat every single word that you say as a precious word we can't go without. And Jesus, we love you. And this week, Father, we make time for you. 
we pay attention to what you're saying. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.